You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. Today's podcast is part one of three, entitled, I Am Not God. I appreciate Norma. She comes up. <laughs> Norma Henry comes up a couple times a week and helps us with our mailings. And I tell you, she is perfection. She is, isn't she? I mean, we could, she doesn't say a whole lot, but just come up there, you ask her, how was Sunday? Oh, it was better than the Sunday before. It's just the way she is. I mean, I love Norma. And now Wilma. Wilma pops in and out, and usually when she does, it's good. (laughs) So appreciate that, and I'm just so glad that I can be here so that your pastor and his wife can go on vacation because they deserve it. And uh, so it's special that I can be here. Okay, we're going to start out with, uh, is this where you turn the lights off up here? I think... Can everybody see that okay? Can read it? All right. Well, let's look at it. It says, I am not God. Does anybody in here would like to be God once in a while? Never? Some say never. Anybody here? Now, be honest. Boy, if I could just be God for about two minutes, I'd take care of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you ever felt that way? Okay, maybe I maybe maybe I wouldn't take the highest seat of authority, but if I could be a highway patrol right now, that guy would be pulled over. I felt that way this week. Went to Jalka Lake was Rachel. So we had a mother uh wanna say uh, a daughter father getaway. We left early in the morning, didn't come home till 10 o'clock. We ate at a steakhouse. We just had a good time together. But anyways, on the way, this guy, I'm in the passing lane, and all of a sudden I look in my rearview window or mirror, and here come this vehicle just flying. And if I wouldn't pull over, and believe me, I was going around another car, but if I didn't speed up and get out of his way, I would have been, <laughs> I don't know, mashed potatoes. But let's be honest, sometimes we uh, would like to have more authority than what God has given us. And so that's what our message is about today. Authority does not belong to me and you. It doesn't, as we will see. We're going to look at the scripture now. We're not going to have much scripture up here, and I hope that's not too small. But let's start out with, Thus says the Lord that created the heavens. God himself that formed the earth and he made it, he has established it, he created it not in vain, he formed it to be inhabited, 
And let, look what the last part of it says. I am the Lord and there's none else. There's only one Lord. He is the Lord of Lords and He's the King of Kings and there's none beside Him and He is the Creator. He's the only Creator. He's the one. Now, before we look at that verse, I want to ask you this. Actually, let's go back. Let's go back to where we were. The Bible does not tell us where God came from. You see that in there? Does it say anywhere it's in there? Or do you recall ever reading a scripture that tells us where God came from? Does the Bible tell us or offer any proof of his existence? Now, I always thought it did. The Bible proves that there's a God, right? But when I was ordained, I was asked, or my pastor said, now Joe, I'm going to be nice to you. He said, that question will probably come up, and I don't, wanna, I don't want you to be embarrassed. He said, really, when you get right down to it, the Bible does not prove that there is a God. Now, it does say, look at the words here, down here at the bottom, I am the Lord and there is none else. We believe that. But that doesn't necessarily prove yet that there's a God. It's just that it says there is. Okay? Now we'll go to the next verse. It simply says that in the beginning... So we know there's, there was a beginning. I don't buy this millions and billions of years ago. I don't buy this explosion. Because the Bible gives us a clear outline... It says that Adam was 700 and some years old and he died and then it gives the next generation and all down through Seth and, and Methuselah and then we get to Noah and it keeps going and it gives us every one of their uh, dates of when they passed away. And so we can, we can go back and tell that it was just about 6,000 years ago that they were cast, kicked out of the garden. And we don't know how long the Garden of Eden experience was, but somewheres back there, there was a beginning, and God created the heavens and the earth. Now, since we know that, this is why I, this is why I wanted to do this. I wanted us to not only see it, but I want us to get a picture of this. We're going to put God up at the top. And because of what we studied this morning, we can say God is the creator. Amen? And not only is he the creator, but he is the creator of all things, the Bible says. Nothing exists without God having had a hand in it, in creating it. Now the question we're left with. Here's the question. Look into your hearts. Do I really believe that God created everything? Do I really believe that God created everything? Even without proof, even without proof, I still believe that God created everything. I'd like for you to go to John chapter 20. 
John chapter 20. Now, while you're turning there, I'm going to read to you a scripture from Hebrews chapter 11. We know that as the faith chapter. Praise God for that chapter. If you ever struggle in your faith, that's a good chapter to go to. Because it talks about all the men and, and, and people before us who died having faith of what God told them would be so. But in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3, you're turning to John chapter 20. It says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Only by the word, the spoken word. They were, the worlds were brought into being. And they were framed just the way God wanted it to be. And he sat back and he says, I like what I see. In verse 6 he says, but without faith. We all know this verse. But without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. It's by faith. You just have to believe it. I know it's not what we're made to do, but it's what God has required us to do. And he said that unless we come to him as, with a childlike faith, we will never be saved. What is a childlike faith like? Well, it's the best thing that comes to my mind is when I was a young kid, probably four, three, four years old, and my dad used to tell us kids to get up on the top of the table, which was about this high, and then he'd stand back and we'd jump out into the air and he'd catch us. Now he'd go back a little bit further and he'd say, jump again. And we didn't even question dad. We just had faith that he would catch us. We didn't even question it for one second. And that's what God wants us to do. He does not want us to question that He and He alone created everything and everything. Now, John chapter 20, look at verse 27. I'll give you some background here. Thomas, Jesus had risen from the dead. It was the first day of the week. And He shows up where all of the disciples were gathered except one. Thomas wasn't there. And all of the disciples got to see Jesus for the very, very first time since he had been resurrected from the grave. And they actually got to see his hands and his sides, and they were believers. But guess what Mr. Thomas said when he found out about what the others were saying? He says, I don't believe it until I see with my own eyes his hands and his sights, and then I will see, uh, then I will believe it. Now look at verse number 27. Because Thomas got his chance eight days later. They were gathered again, it says, in the home. And it says in verse 27, Then says he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and stop being faithless, but believe. It's what the word says. And look at verse 28. I love this verse. Then Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. It's you. And you know what? He makes it personal. My Lord and my God. And every one of us at some point in our life will have to make it personal. Look at verse 29. Then Jesus says unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. But 
Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. You know what? Thomas that day missed out on a blessing. But we can have that blessing. We have not seen it. I don't even need to see those scars. I don't need to see that side. I will get to see it one day. I know I will. I'll know exactly who he is when I put my eyes on him. But before I see that, I know it happened. I have no doubt about it. Okay, let's keep going. There are three reasons why people don't believe that God exists, that I believe. There are three reasons. Now, we're going to cover those three reasons. The first reason that people say God does not exist is because they say, I can't see him. Why would I believe in something that I can't see? The second reason is they do not believe that God exists because of the consequences of believing. We're going to cover that. And the third reason is people don't want to believe that God exists because they want to do as they please. That's true. And we're going to cover that, but we'll go up to the first one. People don't believe that God exists because they say they cannot see him. Let's go to Romans chapter 1. Because God has an answer for those people. I remember running across this scripture many years ago when I was saved. Uh, shortly after I was saved. And I never forgot it because I always had a question about what about the people that live in the bush over in Africa? They don't have a Bible. They don't have a preacher. What about those people? It just doesn't seem fair. Would God cast somebody like that into hell? Right along with the ones that, that are maybe living in America and go by churches and wave to preachers but never stop to hear the gospel? Are they all going to be thrown into the same lake of fire? And I always questioned that, always wondered about that. I believe that this scripture is for the ones who do not see him or refuse to believe that he exists because they can't see him. Look at Romans chapter 1 verse 20. The Bible says that God can be seen by looking at what he created. It says in verse 20, For the invisible things of him. Now what's it talking about? It's talking about the things that our human eye cannot see. It's invisible. It's the invisible parts of God. Let's read it again. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. How can they be clearly seen? Well, let's keep reading. Being understood by the things that are made. Okay? If I look out there and I see a tree, I automatically believe that there's a creator. I was talking to a bunch of construction workers on Thursday night. I practiced on this Thursday night, actually. I don't usually tell people that. But I practiced on them, guys. Big, rough, dirty, muddy crowd. Some of them weren't saved. Matter of fact, the one guy almost got fired because he had been smoking marijuana that week. And it brought, they brought it out in a business meeting. But when, when I got up there, boy, now I lost my train of thoughts. Oh, they are pole barn builders. That's what they were. They built pole barns. And I asked them, I said, have you ever driven in and said, 
bull barn just come into being? Or have you ever driven in and, and, and uh, somehow built something without getting your hammer or your nails out? No, never. You know why? Because if you want to build a pole barn, you get your hammer out, you get your nails out, you get your blueprints out, and you have it all laid out, and then you begin to work away, and eventually, if you keep at it, you'll put the roof on, and you'll have what they call a little barn. Now, when I go by and I see that barn, I automatically know that somebody built that barn. It didn't just come into being. Somebody took the time and built that. And that's what this verse is saying. When you go by and you look at the tree, know that there is a creator. There's a designer behind that tree. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.